the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you by the Hyundai A-League. Be part of the action this season. Hello and welcome to this week's 442 Insider Podcast. I'm magazine editor Trevor Tron. Joining me today, a bevy of online creators. Bevy or bevied? <laughs> Kevin, online editor, how you doing? Good, soon to be a new England manager. <laughs> Good chances, a lot of people. And Ado. Good morning. Online guru. Good morning. Set to be a new Spurs manager. <laughs> um, we will get on to that news that's, that's broken in... What was almost a perfect day for Harry Redknapp in the end, wasn't it? Because <laughs> it just doesn't get much better, apart no. from maybe having a le- an extra little brown envelope in his hand by the end of the day. Exactly. But I'm sure he sold a story to somebody. But let's start somewhere far more important, the A-League. Um, round 18. Adelaide mm, <laughs> continue their uh, um, descent towards the bottom of the table, as low as they're going to get this season, um, by losing at home to Wellington 2-1. Um Wellington, the Everton of the A-League and some. It's fairly incredible that they're firming themselves for second spot and giving themselves a good chance of perhaps even hosting a final. I mean, we seem to say this every week that they stood absolutely no chance of making the finals and now they'll certainly make the finals and possibly make an impression. Kev, what did you make of this one? Um, Everton and Newcastle United, actually, for Wellington Phoenix, to be honest. Mm. Uh, contending for Champions League. Uh, so Adelaide United, it's all gone backwards again, hasn't it, for them? You can't win at home against Wellington Phoenix, who notoriously don't travel. Yeah, I don't think Gosmina's going to be there next season. He's got the squad. There's no reason for uh, those kind of results. Uh, when he did have the, the morale up and the confidence going again, he seems to have managed to, to lose it somehow or another. Uh, but that's the Cosmino effect. Mm. Comes in, has a great effect uh, for a few games, and then it mm. all seems to go a bit pear-shaped. I think when he was out of the game, I don't think he really took time to study the game as such. I think the game has moved on since he was last coaching, and I think it's a lot more tactical now. And I think he is starting to be shown up a little bit as a good manager who can get the boys revved up, but and, yeah. perhaps not make the changes at the right time in games. But credit of Wellington, I mean... Sensational it's season an for them. Amazing yeah. season. Danny Sanchez has made a huge effect. Alex Smith as well. And yeah. you know they've had meetings with the All Blacks. I think all in, in rugby union about how to travel better and what they do on the road. And okay. That's starting to have an effect. I think they met Richie McCaw, wasn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. Um, and that's starting to have an effect. So uh, Wellington, here we come for a finals game. I mean, I would love that. I'd love yeah. to see. You know, even if it's not them hosting, I'd love to see Wellington in a grand final. I think uh, you yeah, know. I could see them hosting it. To be honest, I mean, uh, they would get the crowd. I think over there. But surely Central Coast will host it. I mean, it's I mean, it, it it does look that way. And as you mentioned that though, um, they hosted Brisbane at the weekend mm. and went down two nil, which um, put the proverbial cat amongst the pigeons on that front, didn't it? Mm. Um, Brisbane roaring back into contention. Um, Ado, what did you make of that? Bryce is, is the key to, to anything happening with Brisbane this year. I mm. think it's, it's, it's so clear when he's in that team what he does and how he does it. Um, it was a bit of a surprise, the result, but uh, it just shows you um, this, this A-League, you just can't pick any sort of patterns to it. You would have probably picked the, the Mariners to get something out of this game. I would have gone with a draw myself. Yeah. In fact, I did in my tips, I think. But uh, Roar have never lost but yeah. uh, Blue Tongue, so it's not that unusual for the, the results have come through but having said that you know Broke is the, the key to, to Brisbane Roar I think it's, it is still a team effort but it requires a first team there all the time if Barish is not there they stumble if Broke's mm. not there they stumble um, so I think it's a, it's a unit that works very well as one mm. uh, take any part of that away and it can crumble and Barish has been taking the angry pills. I don't know whether you saw the uh, little uh, dust up at the end of the game with one of his teammates. James yeah. Moore. Yeah. I mean, if, if he's not offering to fight people in the tunnels, he's fighting his own teammates. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Listening to that Churchill speech too much, I think. Um, people were saying, oh, you know, when he got upset at, at the Sydney game, well, that must have been, you know, which is fair enough. I'm not sure he was saying, but, you know, it must have been something quite bad to upset him. Um, but he seems, perhaps he's just very easy to upset. He's quite yeah. a fiery character, I think. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, he didn't appear to be fiery up until that point of the Sydney FC game, and then he's suddenly he's just, he's just switched on to this sort of different type of Berisha. I don't know. I think, it, 
I mean, obviously, I've never spoken to him and I've never even met him. So Bez. Bez, huh? Oh, he's a top man. <laughs> so you can really sound like you know someone, so but just put an A at the end of <laughs> going to speak with great authority, but by the looks of things, he doesn't necessarily fire up immediately when something's said to him, but he likes to fire up in reaction once he's, he's achieved something, like with mm. Boshart, it was mm. once they'd won the game, then he went back and said, right, you, come mm. on. Mm. Uh, and with Mar, but li- trying to lip-read him, he seemed to be saying no thanks to you, to to to, to Mayor. Uh, so I don't think, I think there was a lack of service between the two. Uh, and he was just like turning around saying, right, yeah. I know, I spotted that, yeah. you're not getting away with it. Uh, so it's, yeah... Do you think he stews on stuff? You know that thing. I should have said that, shouldn't I? You know you got a bit. I should have said that back yeah, when they said yeah. that to me. I'm going to say that the next time I <laughs> see them. Just <laughs> a Seinfeld sketch. That's it. Especially I was driving around Brisbane. Going, oh my god, I should have said that. Next <laughs> oh, time I get him. Um, Melbourne, the Melbourne Derby. When I was watching the Melbourne Derby, which was a vi- you know, vital game for both teams. So, I mean, no one would be particularly pleased. Nil nil, obviously, heart happier because they're higher up the table. I was thinking about these two teams. If if you combined them, which you could say about a lot of teams, but particularly these two, if you combined the two teams, you'd have the best team in the league because Hart seem to have that sort of groundwork and playing it around, but don't seem to have, you know, a kind of natural finisher mm. or someone who will find that easily. Well, Victory seems to have a collection of natural finishers, but no one to really sort of, you know, make that work for them. And that's what it ended up being. I mean, Hart were the better team, certainly played the better football, um, but but didn't take the, you know, the full three points that they should have done. Um, guys? I was, I was just really pleased with Craig Goodwin. Uh, I'd seen him in the VPL Grand Final last season and just thought, yeah, he was a great young player and he's just finally come through. Yeah, it was really great to see, but uh, it's just such a... It's so frustrating in Melbourne at the moment because both sides. I'm based in Melbourne, and you know both sides have got these squads that you think should be doing much better than they are. I think obviously Hart are missing uh, Fred a lot, mm. um, and Victory. Well, it's it's got to be a clear out time at the end of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, you say that about Victory, but who is a Deadwood? I mean, I can see certain Deadwood central midfield is uh, a barren area for them mm. as far as talent is concerned. Mm. Um, but defence on paper. Good enough. You know, Fabio had a great game. It should be great. It should be a great defence. Uh, yeah. Adrian Lair is a good defender. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily convinced he's, he's captain's material, uh, but he, he is a solid enough defender. Mark Milligan, again, solid enough defender. Mm. Um, and, of course, they've signed, uh, the, they've signed the, the new Spaniard. Uh, yeah, Lozado. Yeah, uh, from uh, the heady heights of Hong Kong's Kitchi United. Oh. Um so, you know, the, the weak spot, I think, with them is definitely central midfield. Mm. Uh, but who are they going to bring in to replace? It's funny when it With went up. the constraining numbers and overseas uh, appointments and their mm. uh, squad stacked with long-term uh, overseas players, mm. it's going to be very difficult for them to find that central midfield. And if they have a new manager as well, I mean, if Majilton does stay um, or go, you know, it, it, it's going to be that. That's going to be the challenge in the off season is to have a manager who knows, you know, the players that he needs to bring in. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing as well because uh, Victory this week re-signed Leo, uh, Franich and uh, Foschini, I think. Foschini. Yeah. Uh, who's making those decisions? Because that, that's mm. that's decisions that we're going to extend beyond Majilton's stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have a director of football anymore. Um, it's interesting that he's being allowed to make these decisions because presumably it is him. Mm. It'll be interesting I mean, to see how much influence Muskie's got because I know that Muskie was really impressed by the new signing or about to be invi- unveiled, uh, Julius Doe Davis. He actually really wanted to bring him in and he's actually signed, the, the club are ready to sign him now or they have signed him. Yeah, but it's just it a seems bit, to be a bit of confusion over that because it seemed 24th of January seemed to be the date that that seemed to go through according to our cuts because I was checking this yesterday. But I can't find an official announcement. I thought and he's not in the this players page. Yeah, look, I've, I've spoken to the agent and they're, they're, they're just dealing with FIFA at the moment with the ITC and, and uh, apparently was supposed to be done by the end of last week but there is some delay. But look, he's really impressed and yeah, he'll be one for next season, I think. Yeah, time's running yeah. out because the window closes next week. Yeah, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what the rules are. He's, there is some grey area with these rules because he's 17 and I th- I'm not quite sure how mm. it all works, but um, they definitely want to sign him. That's the main thing, so fingers crossed. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Sydney, who I mean, we'll talk about the departing coach in the next uh, next part of the podcast. But we'll talk about the game against the Jets first, where they managed to lose five two at home. I guess when Topple Stanley and Zakovic give you a two 0 lead, you've not exactly shown that you're going to have a good game, are you? Um, and it, it, it was, you know, a perfectly entertaining game if you're a Jets fan. But I mean. What are the problems at Sydney? I mean, we, we talk about the, the problems of victory. I don't think Sydney have been much better this season, to be no. fair. They've not been far of what victory have done no. um, at all. And, and again, there looks like there's you know, decent players at Sydney. And that's certainly not a defence that should be letting in five goals, even if it's not the best defence. Yeah, I think the, the thing with Sydney is there were decent players, but they went backwards. Mm. Uh, I think there's a lot of fundamental coaching issues at, uh, at Sydney where... Tactically, yeah, there is a, a bit of strength uh, on game day, uh, but only for the first half. They don't adapt as the game goes on, tactically. Whereas the Jets did, I yeah. think. Uh, but more importantly, I think on a, a developmental uh, level, Sydney are barren of ideas. And, mm. you know, the number of players that have come in and gone backwards, there's not enough one-on-one uh, with the, the younger players. They're not coming through. Uh, in the same way that other some of the other teams are bringing on the young the new signings, and they only seem to be going backwards. And that's what it should be about as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah. know, that's what we've seen at Brisbane and, and at Hart and what have you. And that's kind of the thing that excites me most about the league is that young players getting a go. Mm. Yep. Um, I think, I think Ned Zilch was talking about Scott Jamison, who was you know he was raving about him in Japan a few years ago when he was in the ACL, and mm. was saying, who was this player? And then he was. He was making the correct point, I think, that you know he seems to have gone backwards. Yeah, He's Shannon Cole as well. Yeah, and Shannon arrived as a free kick specialist. When was the last time we actually saw him taking a free kick as well? Yeah. And he is a free kick specialist. Yeah, uh, you know, and he was he was lightning up the, the yeah. wing before. And then he got moved around out of position, lost his confidence, and went backwards. Mm. Uh, you know, and also with Lovishka, he wasn't bringing, giving youth the chance until yeah. it was absolutely desperate and he was forced into the position either through injury or just clutching at straws Joe Chianese Chianese came on and set the place on fire mm, yeah. you know he, he did exactly what fans have been looking for Sydney players to do take the game by the scruff of the neck and mm. run at the opposition actually challenge them bring something new to the game the thing is I saw Chianese play against uh, I think it was Sydney United in a friendly it would have been probably a year or so ago and, and immediately you could see that this player could, could add something to the attack and it wasn't seen since until pretty much yeah, that game and, until the season is yeah. virtually over you know um, when it's too lightning late lightning quick really hungry and he's, he's ready to roll so um, yeah it's, it's puzzling but, <laughs> but fair play to Jets I mean the, tactically I think they got it absolutely right yeah, yeah. Uh, and again to you know they were what three 0 up at half time to lose two goals fairly quickly in straight into the second half and then recover from yeah. that doesn't normally happen does it no, no it you, you end up you, keep slipping away normally crumbles and uh, best you hold out for a draw yeah. uh, I thought that was the great great uh, strength of character to come back from that, those two goals mm. GVE's now got was it two wins on the road I think. Well, after going a year, yeah, yeah. personally, but the Jets going a year without, mm. um, yeah, winning. Um, I mean, if I think if they sneak into the finals this season, that'd be a great season, really, considering the, the change yeah. of coach and the, the personnel they've had there. Um, so the final game of round 18 is Perth. Um, talked a lot in recent weeks about how Gold Coast seemed to sort of narrowly lose most weeks and <laughs> stay at the bottom. <laughs> so perhaps they were, they were due a spanking and they got one four nil. Um, and Perth looking like how they were looking at the start of the season, or in fact looking a lot better now they were looking at the start yeah. of the season when they were winning, um, got over that blip and and now must be strong contenders. Could it be a Perth Wellington grand final? What, what, that would be a record. One of the great rivalries of the world. It's in the rivalry round, isn't it? It, it is. The A League yeah. rivalry round. Yeah. It's an old school rivalry. The Perth I feel Wellington. Sorry for Gold Coast, though. I mean, that was a long trip from Launceston on a very small plane to to Perth and. I know they had the extra you know, day. It but was Thursday. It was Wednesday they played, and it was Monday that they played again. So it, I know that excuse was trotted out, but I don't think it's justified to be. Yeah, honest. I just feel sorry for them. I mean, they, they <laughs> I could just see them on the Thursday morning getting on the plane, and they, they, they looked tired, and you know they would have got there with the time difference. So it would have taken a few days to recover. But look, I think they're, they're a lot better than that. Well, I think they were Jura spanking and, and fair play to Perth. 
Yeah, I I if Smeltzy had been on form, it would have been six or seven. Yeah. That was it, yeah. It was strange to see Smeltzy playing like that, really. I know. If you get those yeah. amount of chances, it's normally game over, isn't it? You had it? a complete Fernando Torres of a game. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but with Perth, you know, I think it's, I'm delighted to see them doing so well now. Yeah. I said in round two that they had the squad to take it all the way mm. to the finals and then started to regret those words for most of the season. But... Well, there are I still seven rounds to go, Kevin, know, so let's not preempt this. But I'm still convinced that I think Fergie's done all the wrong things he possibly can and has run out of options, so all he can do now is put reasonable squads out in the right position. <laughs> is it a bit like you've seen the film Brewster's Millions? You know, he has to spend that money. Yes. Do as bad a job as yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still, still there. I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a bit harsh on him. But oh, a few, Stevie McGarry, unbelievable. Is it three, is it three goals now in yeah. the last three games? Yeah. Amazing. The interesting thing with them, though, is of course all the uh, the OS players are battling for one of them has to go uh, and I would have to say that McGarry is probably on the verge mm. of displacing his mate Billy Mehmet uh, two former St Mirren players together uh, and it looks like Mehmet's going to be the one that gets the arse yeah, well, he's, he's timed his run perfectly, hasn't he? He Stevie? has. Um, yeah. he always a good player, like a very technical player, I thought. Oh, I, I'm just hugely impressed by the way he's come in uh, and taken his opportunity and really shone yeah. uh, tremendously. Uh, Andrezinho is the other one that's uh, possibly in the frame for, for mm. getting the arse, but uh, I think he brings so much in the left wing, uh, even if it is just as a, uh, off the bench. Yeah. Inconsistent, uh, but yeah. explosive when it's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, he yeah. doesn't defend well, but... Yeah, he no. just adds he's that little... He's not alone in that front. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem. Welcome to the A-League. <laughs> um, OK, well, that's all we've got for Section 1. Um, join us in Section 2. We'll be talking about the best of the news. This month's 442 magazine is out now and features an exclusive interview with Barcelona's Cesc Fabregas on why he left Arsenal. Plus, we ask if the NSL was better than the A-League. We uncover what happened to the North Queensland Fury players after the club folded. Go behind the scenes at EPL New Boys QPR and check with David Silva, Paul Scholes, Juan Mata, Marco Rojas, Musti Amini, Mazumo Madoka and Sasha Ognanovsky. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to the 442 Insider podcast. The best of the news now, starting with Vidislav Levitska, um, leaving Sydney at the end of the season. First time I would say about this, and um, Ada, I know you can back me up, Kevin, I'm not sure if you heard it, Seb at the Sydney Morning Herald. Does the best Vidislav impression, doesn't it? Does. It? So any of the listeners that bump into him, get him to do it because it's well worth hearing. He, when he says the word respect in that accent, <laughs> close your eyes, you're standing it with the picture. Like Brilliant. <laughs> Big shout out to Seb. But that's what Seb has been doing for the past <laughs> couple of years now. Well, he's, he's hired Vidislav. out as a, as a Vidislav Levitka on radio. He's been doing several of uh, Levitka's uh, post-match press conferences as well. That's absolutely brilliant. I mean, the, the grey hair that he just puts on, it's like a wig. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, one of our UK journalists, um, Nick Moore, was tweeting this morning about um, Capello leaving, saying that he's just interviewed this guy um, in England who is a um, Capello impressionist. Mm. Um, and he does like manual labor works in a factory and he was looking to the Euros to be a real <laughs> goldmine for him because he yeah. hires you know all the way for the Euros yeah. going to events as Capello and stuff and that's I mean perhaps he'll still pick up a little bit of business for comedy value but I mean it, it's the person who's unlucky enough to look like Harry Redknapp he's <laughs> 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 now going to clean up on that front yeah you, you, there's got to be some reward for that though yeah, for looking right. like Harry Redknapp yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Taking a lifetime for it to actually get to anywhere. Yeah. As opposed to, let's say, Jamie Redknapp. Well, yeah, I yeah, mean, I, could, I, I think Harry had a car accident, didn't he? Uh, uh, well, he's, really? Uh, he's, yeah, Harry had a car accident. That's why he looks more like Harry than he does Jamie. But if you've ever... Well, how, did, how's, how does that work? Well, I think oh, he's got on? some scarring on his... We are on him. Yeah, 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 we are on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think he's, you know, he's got some scarring on wife. But if, if you've seen his wife, she is a very attractive older woman so I think Jamie perhaps probably takes more after is it Sa- Sandra is that his wife you're on your own here my friend because uh, all I remember that is from is the, uh, when Darren Bent missed that chance at Tottenham and he said oh I think even the Mrs Sandra could have <laughs> could have put that away Sandra uh, yeah anyway Vinislav Levitska yes. is leaving at the end of the season in a classic A-League announcement before stuff's going to happen um, I mean he, he is what everyone says a, a Deeply nice man, isn't he? He's right, he is, without doubt, the nicest man I've ever met in football. Yeah, uh, he is yeah. a lovely, yeah. lovely bloke. And yeah. as I said at the time, that's his biggest failing. Yeah, there, there was a lack of fire, lack of passion, uh, mm. 
visible lack of fire uh, and visible passion. Yeah. Uh, and he was a, a terribly nice loser. You know, when uh, they lost a match, he was contemplative, deep and thoughtful about it, but there wasn't the anger that uh, perhaps you would like to have seen. There wasn't the fire and uh, seeking of revenge uh, mm. that, you know, separates good managers from great managers. Mm. Exactly, because, I mean, even someone like Wenger who's got a similar demand, he's got that fire, hasn't he? You oh, can yeah. see yeah. he gets, you know, yeah. annoyed you can at see stuff. It really cuts him to the quick when he loses to somebody like Manchester United or something. Mm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does for the rest of his career. Um, you know, where he heads and what he does. Ah, Vichel go back to, to Czech, I think, mm. and uh, Slavia Prague and similar teams like that. And, you know, I'm sure he'll do fine. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's a good fight. I mean, he won, won the double over here. I mean, it's things are not you know, gone so well after. But yeah, I, mean, I, I still contend that Sydney won because everybody else lost. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that Sydney did anything particularly special to win that. Mm. And let's, let's not forget, as is BH, really should have sort of really ended that grand final before we got to the yep. shootout. But, yep. um, <laughs> That's what he's going to be remembered for. As, <laughs> as, as victory as fans, and we'll always, always, <laughs> always remind them. He is a terrific young player. And in the Ollie Roos, and deservedly so, but that moment sadly will always be. But going back to Vichy, I totally agree. One of the, the true gentlemen is a real class act. But maybe coaching-wise, just uh, after three seasons, it just wasn't... You know, yeah, just I think wasn't the, you know, there was a stubbornness as well. He refused to... to well, I'm not sure if he refused, but he certainly didn't bring the youth on quickly enough, early enough. Never gave them an opportunity, even off the bench. I mean, mm. Karen Bullock could still be playing in the A League, mm. uh, but we'll never know because we never got to see him at all. Despite what he did in the well, he was in the same fire. youth team, and, yeah. and he obviously left to, to go to Adelaide. It's done quite well. Matthew German, yeah. another one, uh, left yeah. to go to Roar and is fixture in their back line. Uh, these are players that should have been kept and no attempt was made to, to keep them in the fold or not nearly enough Clint Bolton was allowed to go mm. uh, that's huge mm. huge cost the replacements weren't good enough weren't no they, they weren't yeah. at all yeah. and I think you can point to that as one of the reasons why they haven't done well since he's left I say replacements weren't good enough in a lot of cases there wasn't repl- no, there wasn't. it was just no. the hope that there was enough there to get to get them through yeah I mean there was a lot of mistakes made mm. like I say Lavishka lovely lovely bloke but I would never have employed him again no, no. It's quite. interesting because Spider's on the bench and he's got a lot of fire and passion. You can see that, mm. but I think you need that from the gaffer mm. first and foremost. When when it's when it's targeted at the right time, you need that from the gaffer, not the assistants. You need that from the gaffer, and I think, yeah, at times he just perhaps didn't have that. But a lot but, of respect you know, for the man. Fair play. He never, as Dirk Melton pointed out last week, he never lost the dressing room, and that yeah. was because he was such a lovely bloke. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, he always had the players on side. He always mm. had their best interests first. Mm. But um, he just wasn't uh, adventurous enough with his tactics or his mm. squad selection, mm. and he was very, very poor at recruitment. Mm. Yeah. Um, in terms of a replacement, um, how quickly was I able to <laughs> get an account with sportsbet.com.au to try and get Arnie <laughs> at 13 to 1? How good a bet was that? Um, but you I got couldn't. Thirteen to one. I got well, thirteen to one. Did you when get it? I couldn't get it. It was, was already down to six to one by the Seriously? time I registered. Yeah. Uh, I was on the phone to uh, a sports bet that day, uh, that morning, watching for the, the the market to come up. And as soon as it came up, I instantly managed to get uh, my ten cents on. <laughs> Even though we know it's not. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't ten cents. Thirteen to one. That's so I mean, ba- I mean, the, yeah. the story behind this is that, you know, Sportsbet announced their pricing for the you know who's going to take over Sydney next season. Um, they obviously wasn't aware that Graham Arnold on our website it was red hot favourite, and then announced him at thirteen to one and put someone like Zola. Who five dollars? Which was, was pure spec, pure spec. Name yeah. plucked from the air. Exactly. I yeah. can confirm that that was he was just laughing at this speculation. Just a random just speculation. Bizarre. bizarre yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of career left in Europe before he comes to the A League. Oh, so. absolutely. Oh, yeah, quite. Um, I can't believe you got the thirteen to one, Kevin. And Kevin. I, was, I was thinking, I don't know. Well, obviously, no, certain people did. Yeah. Uh, um, no, straight in there, and also the day before, uh, a Melbourne Heart. Uh, got Arthur Pappas at twenty-five to one. Mm. Right. Yes. Okay. Heart yeah. job. And the best thing is now, which is now down to uh, six dollars. 
yeah. joint favourite. And the best thing is, Kevin, you're in a position to perhaps do loads of propaganda about these two coaches. <coughs> <and have. coughs> it's funny, I've been asked to write a number of stories this week. Uh, Kevin, I just wanted to ask you about that. Um, Moving swiftly along. Yeah, I'm doing a, an Arnie My Vision of Sydney SC story and an yeah. Arthur Pappas, how I can take heart to the next level. Um, look, who, would, who would be the best appointment at Sydney while, while we're talking about that? I mean... It seems almost inevitable now that it's going to be Graham Arnold. But that's the logical choice. I, I honestly, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I just think what we have, what has yet to be worked out, is the mechanics of it, the actual uh, how it's going to take place. The issue, the biggest issue, as, I, as far as I can see, is that Arnie's in a position right this second where he can walk away from the club. They owe him outstanding wages. He's, they've breached his contract with him, so he can walk away. Uh, however, they've got these Russian owners which see prospective owners who are set to walk in at any moment, you would think if they've got any sense, the first thing they would do is clear any outstanding issues with Arnold, uh, at which point his reason to walk away disappears. Mm. And I don't see Arnold leaving the Mariners before the ACL, before the finals uh, campaign. No, he, he wouldn't, no. Uh, and if he doesn't have that out in his contract anymore, if the Russians take over, I'm not quite sure how Sydney are going to get their hands on him. Mm. Apart from buying out the contract, and I'm not quite mm. sure how that works under A-League regu regulations. Of course, there are other options as well that have been spoken about. Um, and, of course, a coach like Levicio, and we didn't, he wasn't on our radar at all. So there may be other coaches overseas that we just simply haven't heard of that yeah. could be also you know, on, the, on the side, as it were, kind of just bubbling along. We might get Holgood. We might get Holgood. Yeah, we all poo-pooed Holgood, didn't we? We did. Remember yeah. that announcement? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's done quite well. He's, um, he's been not bad. Yeah. yeah. So it could be some some name that we've never heard of, you know, Rodrigo something from Spain or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is there actually someone, is there a potential manager over there or is that just a pure... No, this is this is how the stories come together anyway, is it just... Sports bet, are you listening? <laughs> um, no, nah, look... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think there are, Kev's right. There's a lot of mechanics to go before we get Ar or, or Sydney gets Arnold, but uh, I think there could be some other options as well. Uh, It'd be interesting. I'm I think Ian Crook would be a great manager as well. And interesting, uh, Arnie actually signed Crookie at Northern Spirit as a mm. player, so they know each other as well. Yeah, I think I think that's another uh, argument in favour of Arnie, to be honest, because exactly. Arnie and Crookie together would, would be yeah. sort of their version of the dream team uh, back yeah. in the road again with uh, Corica and. Well, uh, how would you feel about? Perhaps Crook, uh, sorry, I'm um, um, Crooky taking over. I, I'm not quite sure that that's going to happen just well, you've yet. You've been down to training. You've seen him work with. The yeah, boys. I mean, Crooky is, is actually a very good contender for it. Oh, you, you'd remember him from England, wouldn't you? Training. Yeah, he played. Uh, yeah, I mean, many I, years at I, Norwich. I probably can't comment as much on on how good he'd be for the job. I mean, mm. but you know, uh, Sydney's uh, youth team. I don't think they did that well this season, if I remember rightly. Not sure. Um, I have to check on that. There were teams that surprised me by how poorly that they'd done, including Newcastle Jets, actually. Um, but no, I think uh, Sydney have the heart set on Arnold. I think Arnold, from the, the quotes I've seen, has no way ruled it out whatsoever. He's uh, focusing on the finals and the ACL campaign, and that's it. That's as far as he's looking into the future. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's the direction everybody's going in. The only thing that's going to stop is if the mechanics fall through. Yeah, it's a shame you don't still live in Sydney, Ado, with your mate Arnie coming here. That would have been I would love that. Just think you'd be, could be at con uh, training every day. Yeah, I'd love so, that. Hey, Arnie. Yeah. Hi. You can bring, yeah. him, a Hi. Co bring him a coffee every yeah. morning. Shake his hand. Yeah. Like Actually, I, I, with I, us. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, Vitislav was, a, was a, one of the, the best to deal with. Um, oh, he was an absolute yeah. gent. Mm. You know, um, every single time he'd come over, shake your hand. And unfortunately, that does influence you at times. Yeah. No matter what you say, it does influence the way that you view and write about people. And no, I mean, Cosmina was like that as well. He always, when he was at Sydney, he reinstated, he brought the, the Friday barbecue concept with him from Adelaide. Uh, and he would yeah, get, I remember he, that. Friday yeah, barbecue. Get the Barbecues players yeah. and the journals and him all sitting down, yeah. ostensibly around the table, mm. uh, but usually it worked out that the journals were at one table and the players were at the That's other. That's right, yeah. It was a little uh, bit of a stiff conversation, wasn't it? It, it was, wasn't all very awkward because the players never wanted to say anything in front of the journals and the journals didn't want to insult the players and yeah. it all just became very awkward. But it's like a family it, Christmas. It, got it, your, is. it was, It was, yeah. Cosy's family Christmas idea, yeah. But it got you around the table and yeah. you knew that if you were to slag off any of them, you were going to have to face them on that yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, so it made it more difficult to 
to write what you mm. you truly believed. Uh, but you know, mm. or journalists, we we write without fear. As yeah. long as we get a chicken wing at the end of it. <laughs> exactly, or a decent bet on. Um, Phil <clears> Stubbins. <throat> a t- <laughs> Speaking of uh, a, a very talented coach, Phil Stubbins, I don't think anyone's got any doubt that um, he was a real asset when he was um, behind Adelaide United's run to the Asian Champions League final in 2008. Um, he's been working at AIS where everything I've heard has been positive. Um, I mean... But, He's now moving on. He's going to the Thai, Thai Premier League. Um, Inci Police United. That's not a made-up name. That's what they're called. Big loss, guys, on, on this one. Is it a shame to see? Could, could he have gone further up? Could he have taken an A-League job? I think he should have got the... He should still get the Adelaide job. Uh, mm. I think if Cosmina does get the arse at the end of the season, if results don't pick up, uh, he would have been my choice immediately for the, the Adelaide job. Uh, and I think there's probably a very, very good case for him having got it what, 18 months ago when Rini took over. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, career coaches, you know, they take what they, they're offered and uh, he was offered a job in Asia. And, uh, um, Looks got to eat. And, yeah, oh, it's a senior job as well. He was, he was doing some youth development work. So he was in the mix for the, for the job within this new structure of the AIS and the Joeys as well. Great coach. Uh, was a really good player back in the day in the NSL um, and uh, be interesting to see how he works uh, in, in Thailand see how it all works out for him yeah uh, no, hopefully. I think he'll do well I'm sure he will I just hope he you know the contract's loose enough for him to come back at short notice yeah um, final couple of things one last local thing um, the Ollie Ruse I mean already the Matildas won't be at the Olympics in London this year mm. it's now looking very likely that the Ollie Ruse won't be there Eva, um, Kevin, do you, do you want to tell us what's happened here in sort of a yeah, fit of bad luck or is what we deserve? Or? Well, I mean, at the, you know, at the end of the day, we, we've had our matches, we played and we didn't score any uh, goals. Um, however, having said that, we have got two games left to play. We stood a chance of making it mathematically uh, into uh, London 2012. However, FIFA have... Uh, Looked at one of the games, Iraq fielded an eligible defender uh, in their match against uh, the UAE on, in November. And uh, as a result, uh, FIFA have reversed the result. Uh, they've given Iraq had beaten the UAE in the match. They've turned that around. UAE have now got the three points and were awarded a 3-0 win, which uh, puts Iraq bottom of the, the group. But more importantly, it catapults UAE up to equal top second only in goal difference with uh, Uzbekistan which puts them on 8 points each and leaves Australia third on 3 points so right. we've got 2 games left 6 points on offer we need all 6 points and we need either Uzbekistan or UAE not to get another point right ok uh, and, so and have they got to play each other? So in a sort of way that a draw... I'm not su- sure what the final game is of the group. I know that we play the UAE next, so basically that's a definite must-win match for us. Mm, One point. In Gosford, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, no, we play them in Abu Dhabi. Who do we play in Gosford? Uh, Iraq. Iraq. So if our final game's against Iraq, then obviously the other game... Well, yeah, we would have yeah. to be you in Uzbekistan, and if that's I the final, good at logic puzzles. If that's, <laughs> if that's the final game, and both of them just need a point, then perhaps a nil-nil pass between the back four of each team. I'm sure that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so we do look doomed, and um, that's a shame because you know Australia really gets behind the Oliroos team, don't they? When they're yeah, um, I they're mean, out. it's a really, really talented group. This, uh, this time around as well I think it's uh, the most talented that I can remember in recent years certainly far more talented than 2008 um, the campaign has gone badly off the rails mm. uh, and you know we've got to start asking questions as to why uh, I noticed somebody uh, Benito Mercedes was saying last night was badly resourced but I, I can't really agree with that there was as uh, John De Luca uh, pointed out, they've had 60 days away in camp together, mm. Mm. and they've got a, a pre-match game friendly as well before Against the Philippines yeah. next week. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, I assume it's in Dubai. So uh, yeah, um, and you know, 20 years after we ended fourth in the Olympics in Barcelona, 
here we are struggling now to qualify. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, you know, moving into Asia has made things harder for us mm. uh, in terms of qualifying, but I still don't think that's an excuse. You know, we had a very talented group of players. We haven't even scored a single goal in this group. Yeah. Although, from, from what I can gather, there was two goals in... Was there it, was two goals. Apparently. I mean, I didn't see the game, no, so I, I mean, can't... It, originally, they looked, it looked dubious, but the first one, it wasn't... Uh, a Mitch Nichols who was offside, a or Hoffman who was offside. It was actually the, the previous part of the play mm. that was offside. So it was a, it was a justified goal. Second one less so perhaps, but either way, we haven't scored a legitimate goal. It's down to us to win mm. these games. Also with the Olaroos, why we were training in Dubai to go to Uzbekistan uh, mm. and a 37 degree difference in temperature seems bizarre. Mm. Yeah, and we should have been training in. Europe or Uzbekistan? Well, Uzbekistan apparently was ruled out because we, we, wacky ideas we couldn't uh, guarantee our food safety and that they wouldn't be spying on us. Uh, right. China was a similar problem, but you would have thought we could have got a base in Europe uh, with similar temperatures that would have been safe on every level. With the same question asked in, in 99 when our youth team and the young soccerers trained in, in Holland and then had to play in Nigeria so there was a time, there was a, 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 a difference in temperature of roughly 40 degrees mm. um, and we subsequently got spanked in, in the World Cup, uh, Youth Cup so yeah it doesn't look good No, okay. sadly. Stuffed um, Look, a final mention to a, a couple of big bits of news that have been breaking overnight from the UK. First of all, Harry Redknapp um, uh, has been cleared of his tax evasion charges, and obviously I have full faith in the justice system. I'm sure that's fair that he set up account in his dog's name and that nothing dodgy about that. And a defence saying, I can't weed or white, is good enough to, <laughs> to yeah. get you off. So look, congratulations, Harry. And then there's a got even better for him. With Capello quitting as England manager in the wake of uh, John Terry being stripped of his captaincy, the Italian not happy about that. Um, probably not happy about you know all the preparations and the team he's going to take to the Euros. A, a Euros where people like Spain, Netherlands, and Germany are light years ahead of that mm. England team. Um, but still, you'd think that Capello would perhaps see out the Euros. I, I mean, I don't know. I would have thought so as well, unless he senses that you know it's going to be a disastrous so, campaign and just so, wants yeah. to wash I his hands off it beforehand. It this timely, looked, very timely looked like thing. a fine excuse to walk away before yeah. it all went pear-shaped. I think his legacy, uh, in his mind, is going to be that he got England to number four in FIFA World Rankings, mm. which is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, some people are saying, you know, was his tenure a failure? I mean, I, I think quarterfinals is about right for England at World Cups, but I mean, the way that they played in yeah. South Africa, you know, it was one scraped win, two draws, and one spanking on the, you know, by the German side. So, um, I, I mean, I wonder what he's going to go and do next, I suppose. It's quite interesting because Palace 65, he was kind well, of. Well, you know, he's borderline retirement age. Yeah. So, you know, if he hangs his boots up now, nobody would be surprised. But Sydney by the same token. Anyone? <laughs> well, he could be the Mariners' new coach if Arnie leaves. Maybe training at uh, <laughs> what's it called? But, uh, what do they train? Soccer fives. <laughs> Terrigal. 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 Yeah, okay. not Terrigal. It's um, Tuggera. Tuggera. Um, but yeah, rich Russian owners. Capello's on the market. Yeah, well, that would be a coup. Well, yeah. Um, watch this space for that thing. Or almost certainly won't. <laughs> Won't happen. And in the break, I'll be phoning Sports Spec to try and get some odds on that. <laughs> um, that's all we've got for Section 2. Join us in Section 3 where we're going to look at a bit of European football. Before instantly stop snoring. After instantly stop snoring. Before instantly stop snoring. After instantly stop snoring. Snoring is generally caused by incorrect tongue placement. Instantly Stop Snoring provides a simple mouth guard designed to hold the lower jaw stable, forward and clear of the airways. Here's the number you've been searching for. 1-800-991-259. That's 1-800-991-259 for Instantly Stop Snoring. Back to 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to section three of the podcast this week. Um, let's have a look at the Premier League results first, um, starting with Saturday's games. Arsenal um, smashing Blackburn, getting a bit of revenge 
um, for Blackburn strangely winning early in the season 7-1 there I watched a bit of this after the West Ham Millwall game um, Henri coming on to, to add to the misery um, do you, did you see much of this Kev? I did actually I watched it all and uh, saw my points my fantasy football team soar I had Van Persie as captain got me 46 so, points a wise choice isn't at the moment isn't it one Van? day uh, it's not brilliant. No, it was a great match. Uh, you know, it was just an exercise in efficient clinical football and uh, uh, Arsenal actually knowing how to finish and slot home. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I've seen um, I've seen several West Ham teams get relegated, and I've watched a lot of relegation teams around them for that reason. Blackburn looked like a relegation team to be relegated. You know. Yeah, I mean the thing is, if I was an Arsenal fan, much as I would be enjoying seeing my team score seven goals against any team. Uh, Rovers are one pretty easy meet and two I still think uh, to uh, change the old saying Arsenal fans would rather win seven games 1-0 than uh, one game 7-0 yeah uh, and that's been the problem uh, for too long sure um, round out the other scores Norwich nil uh, sorry Norwich 2 Bolton nil. Queen's Park Rangers still struggling um, going down 2 on at home to Wolves despite the new signings there new coach and what have you um, Stoke Neil Sunderland won not sure if anyone's seen the statistics on Sunderland since um, Martin O'Neill has gone there but, but, but basically top, top yeah, since Martin O'Neill joined Sunderland are top of the league um, and you can't really doubt his record because he, he done it other places and Leicester on his shoes I, I, I know a point that um, our publisher Jacko makes a lot is how much money he spent at Villa <laughs> Yeah. The wages bill seems to be the one, uh, the biggest bugbear. That, mm, which uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't negotiate. Yeah, um, but I think there's no denying his genius as a manager. No, yeah, completely. Wasn't he? Wasn't he up for the England job at one point as well? He was that highly regarded. Well, you know, man, you jolly talked about him in the yeah. past so, as well. You know, everybody's looking for the great English talent. So that's you know, Martin O'Neill in the frame, Brendan Rodgers in the frame, David Moyes, all these great English mm. EPL managers. Were you in Scotland when he took over at Celtic and they had the, the derby? Yes, yeah. 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 I think it was one of his first games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened? The there? famous. They spanked them. How many? <coughs> oh, no idea. Five or six, one or something. Yeah. Um, West Brom won Swansea two. Um, like you talk about Brendan Rodgers, certainly mm. continues to secure his reputation. I mean, they're they're tenth Swansea for a team that come up for the playoffs and and play the way they do. Um, is exceptional. Um, Wigan one, Everton one, Man City three. Fulham nil, so as you would expect. Um, some big games from the on the Sunday and then the Monday um, in the UK. The Sunday games, uh, Newcastle, uh, you know, carry on chipping away. They have a two-one win against Villa, but the the big one was Chelsea Man U. Chelsea three nil, three goals to the good, only to draw three three. Um, helped by two penalties, has to be said. But yeah, I mean, Chelsea one of the teams that keep throwing away their chances to secure fourth and do it once again I mean Newcastle only one point behind Chelsea now Chelsea on 43 points Newcastle on 42 Arsenal back on 40 Liverpool um, who drew with Tottenham nil-nil um, that's a you know, good performance of Tottenham particularly Scott Parker but the money that Liverpool spent 7th in the league 39 points is that good enough? But, I mean is it a good season for you know for Liverpool. For, for Liverpool in any way? Christ, no. No, I don't think so at all. And, uh, they've had the moments that, you know, they, they've had good individual games, but mm. as a season, I think it's uh, it's very disappointing. Uh, and, yeah, there's a lot of question marks over the, the players they've bought and the way they spent the money. Um, but you look at those top eight uh, in the, the league at the moment, and it's really congested I mean it's it's the tightest with exception of you know maybe the top two mm. the six behind uh, it's incredibly tight and so many it's good to see so many other names in there mm. uh, but it's so surprising to see Chelsea struggling so badly Arsenal and Liverpool so far down and Sunderland set to overtake them at any moment well yeah I mean Sunderland on 8th and 33 points and, and Liverpool have got 39 points um, which you would feel might be a safe buffer but one are flying in one direction and the others you know oh, sliding back down so I mean Sunderland well I mean Sunderland could potentially get 4th I think that would probably be a little bit over the top but I mean they can they could break into that top mm. 6 I think, you know, you're looking at Newcastle and Sunderland both being up in the top six uh, and taking as, taking as red that Spurs got to remain. Uh, I would think so now, well. yeah. 
So that's, that's a whole new look to the, your top six, pretty much. Newcastle, Sunderland and Swansea, all British managers as well. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, just have a quick look at the fixtures coming up um, this weekend. Man U Liverpool is the early kickoff on Saturday. Big one there. Um, I think Man U will be keen for a bit of revenge after their cup defeat, and it's always a big game regardless of that. Ado, who do you fancy in this one? I mean, Man U home advantage too strong. It's got to be. It has to be Man U in this. In this. I don't know. I think it's going to be a huge. Huge game. Uh, mm. You've got the Ever Suarez uh, tension there as well. Uh, plus, you've got the FA Cup well, result just a couple of weeks ago. Before the game. I think the FA will bloody bow out once again and go with the weak option, say, uh, just scrap shaking hands. Right Good now. idea, the old shaking hands, isn't it? So. Yeah. It solves all the problems, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Because that's what shaking hands is all about. Like, yeah. Oh, it's going to be difficult. Scrap that then. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the. Almost an equally big game, but just on the other end of the table is Blackburn hosting QPR. Um, <laughs> what's that? I'm equally excited about this one, Ed. I mean, I, I love the relegation strap games. I mean, they may not be the most pleasing to watch, but I love seeing players, you know, scrap for their Premier League careers, and I think that'll probably be the case there. And then you've got Bolton Wigan as well, which would <laughs> 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 be a similar glamour. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, Everton host Chelsea. That's an interesting game, especially yeah. you know Everton beating Man City recently, and um, you know always make life mm. hard for teams. And always seem to particularly make life hard for teams at the top. Um, and, and Chelsea have had so many slip ups this season. Yeah, well, I wouldn't for Everton. It would really catapult them up the uh, the table as well. You know, there's a lot of teams locked at 13, 32. Um, yeah, one win there, they suddenly go up into the top. Um, Top eight, almost hmm. nine or ninth or eighth. Uh, so that's a big, big game for them. And you could see them getting a result against Chelsea because I think so. I can Chelsea's see so erratic. Everton surprisingly good, as I say, mm. every single week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a cracking game. Yeah, actually, some cracking games this, this this weekend coming up. If you just look down at the list. Trev, just, I'm, just I'm going to, yeah. Um, <laughs> F- F- Fulham Stoke, I suppose, is a bit more of a, a sort of mid-table battle. I mean, um, Sunderland-Arsenal, though. Mm. Yep. Are you interested by this one? I'm yeah. sure you are. Swansea-Norwich as well will be a cracker as well. Yeah. Um, great great opportunity for Sunderland to show just how far they've come. Yeah. Under Martin O'Neill. Um, Tottenham-Newcastle, again, you know, an, an interesting game. Tottenham will want to sort of, you know, fend off Newcastle for any chance of those Champions League spots. Then Wolves, West Brom, two teams struggling, and then Villa will host Man City, and this will be the game Jacko's at. Jacko's back in England mm. for the first time in ten years since he lived here. That's incredible, isn't it? He's, Seriously, he's never gone back to England since he moved there. It took me nine years to go, to go home as well. Right, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think his point is that his parents would rather come to Australia because yeah, it's Australia, because <laughs> it's Australia rather yeah. than you know going back over to England. So yeah, he um, apparently he rung up his dad and said, "Oh, you know, what are you doing at the weekend?" He goes, oh, you know, I don't know. He goes, oh, do you fancy going to Villa Man City with me? <laughs> so they've got a couple of tickets in the whole end. So hopefully for, for his sake they pick up a win there. And, and I think City are there for the taking, to be honest. Um, Ooh, that's, that's quite a big call. I reckon City will still take that. Yeah, I, mean, I think it might be a draw. But, um, you know, City, certainly away from home, a few cracks are appearing. Um so yeah, there we have it. That's um, what's going to be happening in the Premier League this week, and that's all we've got for Section Three. Join us in Section Four, where we give our expert predictions on Round 19 of the A League. This month's 442 magazine is out now and features an exclusive interview with Barcelona's Cesc Fabregas on why he left Arsenal. Plus, we ask if the NSL was better than the A-League. We uncover what happened to the North Queensland Fury players after the club folded, go behind the scenes at EPL New Boys QPR and chat with David Silva, Paul Scholes, Juan Mata, Marco Rojas, Mustiamini, Mazumo Madoka and Sasha Ognanovsky. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to the fourth and final part of this week's 442 Insider podcast. We look ahead at week 19 in the A-League now. Um, Starting with Melbourne victory at home. who have been known to draw slash have been known to throw away a lead. And they've got a tough game because they're going to be hosting the Central Coast Mariners. Um, 
you know, each week, every time Victory seems to be playing a game, you think you look, at, you still look at them. I still look at them and think, you know, this could be the week that they bounce back because if a couple of those players have stormers, then they'll mm. be anyone. Mm. Um, Mariners coming off the back of a defeat at home to Brisbane. Who's going to win there? I, I fancy victory, and I'll tell you why. I think they always lift when they play teams that are above them and mm. are perceived to be better than them right now. They they lifted when they played Brisbane Raw last October, mm. and I think they'll lift for this game. And I sense this could be the first victory for Magilton. I just sense it's it's time. I, I know you look at it and you go, well, Mariners, especially away from home, have a really good side. But I think Harry will have a, a point to prove against Arnie, and I think victory enjoy playing teams above them. They feel less pressure, particularly at home. I, I think Victory can get the points. No, I disagree myself. <laughs> uh, I think it's very optimistic, to be honest. You know, Archie is key to Victory. Absolutely essential. If he's not firing, Victory is not firing, and he is having a terrible run of form at the moment. He just can't get it on, uh, get it into the back of the net. Off the back of a very good run of form, <coughs> didn't he? Exactly. It's been really important was, yeah, he was such a banker in your fancy football team. Have him as captain. It was like having Van Persie as captain. You know, you could guarantee you'd get a haul of points each week. Uh, but suddenly it's just gone for him. Uh, I don't know where, what the issue is with him, but he just can't find the back of the net. Well, I think he was carrying the team for a while, and now it feels yeah. a bit like the team's dragging him down, yeah, <laughs> down yeah, a bit. I mean. Uh, I mean, but he's getting the opportunities as well. Yeah. That's mm. the thing, you know. Um, However, uh, victory also, central defence, still six and sevens, nobody knows what they're doing, uh, not servicing the front line properly uh, and just not holding onto the ball enough. And defence just uh, weak as piss, basically. Um, Hello to all the victory fans. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, look, I, I think we can agree to disagree. I think I think I just sense that this is this is one of those types of games. You know, you, you've got different types of games. Mm. I, I sense victory can can lift. Having said that, I also think the, the Mariners are facing an issue of not being able necessarily having a, a natural born goal scorer. Uh, no, since many since Simon, Simon's yeah. left, yeah. Uh, you know, Ibanisi is you know somebody that's going potentially to fill that role, but I still don't think he's necessarily there. Kwasnick is a natural born uh, goal scorer, but off the back bench mm. is an impact player these days. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how John Sutton fits into the, the lineup, uh, but he's not eligible for this game. Uh, right. And from what I understand, <clears throat> from what I've been told from people who know him in the, the, the UK, he's not Matt Simon type of player who mm. will go back, get, win the ball, and yeah. then finish it. He needs service from the wings cross in, he'll head it home for you, but he needs the service, uh, and it's not necessarily the Mariner style of play for the moment, so they're going to have to, that's going to take time for possibly for him to bed in. Mm. Well, they seem to be a team that relies on everyone to chip in on the goals front, don't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. that sort of spread of goals, don't they, rather than... Yeah, it's, you know, typical Mariners, it's a mm. team effort uh, from start to finish. Well, I think it'll be a high quality game as well. I think it'll I be think a great so, one to watch, and good crowd as well as always. It's one of those games I can actually see under the, the Specific circumstances of this weekend being a nil-nil. I, th- I think it will be a draw. But you talk a good game, Sam. The next one's chat about is Jets versus mm. Hart, and you would think that there'd be some decent football in that one, um, considering the the approaches of the the two coaches. Um, Jets have picked up, you know, maximum points in the last two away games, and normally very solid at home. Um, Hart, who have been struggling pretty heavily. I mean, you know, people talk a lot about victory, but Hart. Have been sliding down mm. after that very good spell mid-season. Um, I can't see another winner except the Jets. Mm. Halo. If it's anything like the the opening game of the season up there, which was a cracking game, as uh, I think it was two was it two two? I think two two right, or three yeah. three. Um, yeah, I just sense that the Jets have probably got enough momentum now. Um, Hart again without Fred, I think so. Uh, yeah, look, I, th- I think the Jets can get over, and what a run they'll be on. Yeah, I think that's the key thing. I mean, consistency is such a rare thing in the A-League, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's fits and bursts, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And I mean, in the context of the A-League, if they won this game, the three games on the trot, it's a massive run in the A-League this season. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I'm wary of always basing uh, results on the basis of, of previous form because it just doesn't seem to go to plan ever mm. uh, in the league it's, it's because it's such a balanced salary cap league yeah uh, I think and you know uh, injuries can really affect teams quite badly um, is Fred going to be back for this I saw some suggestion he might if he is back my money's on heart mm. myself but is he going to play a full game I mean yeah I don't I, I, 
to be honest, I don't think he needs to play a full game to have that much he uh, is to have so significant key to impact. He impact. really yeah, is. Yeah. 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 Um, so if he's back, I'll tip Hart. If he's not, I think I'd probably go for another draw. To be honest, mm-hmm. although Jets are in good run of form, certainly. Oh, look, I th- I'm going to go for the Jets in this one. Try I think the Jets too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Might Nick- even go for this one. Might be worth seeing. Mm. Um, next game, Sydney hosting Perth. Um, Sydney let five goals against the Jets team last week. Have now got a Perth side who just scored four against Gold Coast. Um, not not ideal preparation, not ideal form going into this one for um, for Sydney. Um, they need to cling on to that top six spot somehow, and this is probably one of the games where they're going to have to pick up something from at least. Kev. Mm. Um, uh, I don't think uh, this is a game for them to, to bounce back with, to be honest. Um, if they were playing somebody like uh, Gold Coast or Adelaide, I could see them potentially picking up the points that they mm. need. Uh, but Perth Glory, for once, is not the team for them to be playing. Perth mm. are in form. They have got the player's foot. Uh, Shane Smeltz, they're winning without Shane Smeltz being on fire. Yeah. Uh, and that's key, I think. If you know, if, if the players are stepping up, that when the, the key marquee isn't, yeah, uh, mm. that's a sign of a, a team that has finally settled. That's uh, it. When you see the Perth score, you know, from last week four 0 your instant reaction was, "How many did Smelts get?" You know, yeah, you'd think, exactly. You think of yeah. Smelts hat trick, yeah. wouldn't you? If you saw yeah. the Perth so that makes it even more impressive. Yeah, the yeah. fact that it was a spread of scorers as yeah. well. I agree with you, Kev. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Sydney to get anything out of this game. I think yep. the best they can hope for is a draw, but I just sense Perth are on such a great run. Yep. They just have that feeling now that, uh, that the players have that belief that they can go all the way, yep. speaking to them. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be really hard for Sydney to even cling on, speaking of cling-ons, to cling on to the, you know, <laughs> to the top six spot. Um, I'm going to go for Perth winning at half-time, draw full-time. And when I say go for that, I'll probably literally go for that when I find out the odds. <laughs> um, well, what are the odds on a Sydney win, by the way? Anyone? I'd, I'd seen the odds of the market this week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, Gold Coast are hosting Adelaide in, in the next game. Two teams now, I mean, the, they need a hell of a run to make the finals mm. um, from here. So it's going to be pretty hard work. Um, yeah, I mean, Adelaide just got another poor defeat at home. Gold Coast have been smashed. What do we think is going to happen? Uh, my money is on Adelaide for this one. Um, I think uh, I can see them bouncing back. Uh, and Gold Coast, I just don't feel the, the fights in them now. Uh, the, the, the season is very much over. Oh, they, yeah. uh, there's nothing but the wooden spoon ahead of them. There's no sign of players getting re-signed yet. Uh, I think there's a lot of... The way they played... At the weekend, gone. It looked like they'd just been told that you know it's game over for the club at the end of this season. I'm still not convinced uh, that uh, they're going to be around next season. But I think players like Thwaiti and, and other players they'll be playing for contracts for next season wherever wherever that is. So I think there's still a lot of pride left in the squad. Now I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's going to be the greatest game to watch, but uh, um, yeah, look, it's it's a difficult. They've come back from Perth after Tasmania. They'll have the whole week version to recover, so um, maybe a draw. That's hard to pick. <laughs> no, for now, um, look, a fascinating game to round out the yeah, uh, yeah. week 19 for us. Wellington host Brisbane. Brisbane have just you know looked more like the the Brisbane of last season at the start of this season by winning away at the Mariners. You know, Wellington absolutely flying. It would be strong at home. Mm. You know, regardless of the fact that they're, that they're second at the moment. Um, Game of the round? Yeah, easy. Yeah. Even bigger game because it, it could be pivotal on who gets that second yeah. spot and who gets the chance. You know, that can mean Asian Champions League. That can mean hosting the final. It's huge. So can Wellington play in the Asian Champions League, given that no. they're in Oceania? Well, no. That, I mean, that was one of the stories, you know, um, yeah, this week we had, wasn't it, about, yeah, will that, will that be they an want option? the chance, them? but it's been made quite clear that this season it's definitely not happening. Uh, but they wouldn't qualify till next. Season. Yeah, no. That, that means mean the qualification. Yeah. Oh, geez. They're not. Eligible. So how does that? So what does that mean if they? Does it mean the next team down? Yeah. Uh, so even if. Uh, so basically, you know, it's it's a top four. The way things are looking at the moment, as far as in terms of getting it's into Asia. Uh, so yeah, it looks good for Perth to be honest at, at this stage. Yeah. Is is anyone going to better call this one, Wellington? I, I, I would fancy Wellington myself. Uh, quite strongly on this one. 
I'm going to go for a draw. I think, I think so a 2-2 draw. Just yeah. looking at Sportsbet site and uh, Brisbane Roar are the favourites, $2.45. Uh, Wellington Phoenix are $2.60. Uh, $3.24 for the draw. Yeah, I think a draw is a good bet. I mean, I, I, I don't think five draws would be <laughs> completely impossible this week. Um, I, I think perhaps the Jets and Perth might have something to say about that. But again, it's going to be another close round. Great, and there'll be a great crowd in Wellington as well. Five o'clock on Sunday, I think it is. So, yep. um, I, I reckon I'll get a ten or fifteen thousand crowd. So, excellent, really great game that one. Okay, um, guys, thanks for coming in for the pod this week. Been great. Been a been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm not sure if Jacko's in back next week. I think he might land on the Thursday, so I'm not sure he'll be. Um... We'll be back next week. Yeah, too. <laughs> we can talk about all the things we got wrong in this. That's the thing about it. It's best to only ever do one pod because then you're not going to come back next yeah. week. And talk about Face the, the consequences. Yeah. So that's everything we've got for this. It's week. kind of like the Kevin Musket approach to soccer management, isn't it? <laughs> on that bombshell. On that scary we may get hunted down bombshell <laughs> that's all we've got for this week's 442 insider podcast join us next week 442 insider is a helms media solutions production visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services